we're on air. We are live recording. Uh, it's good to it's good to be back. It's good it to is. see. <laughs> we took a little break. I know. Um, how are you feeling? Much better now. Okay. Even though I probably sound stuffy, but so much better. Amanda had to go to a funeral, and she got sick. And I was a great friend, and I had the time of my life in New York. <laughs> so we've both had it pretty rough. Um, we I want to like talk about all the things I learned in New York, but that is not what we're here to talk about today. I want to ask you to tell my friends about my birthday present, which also ties into the new Substack newsletter that you wrote, and we are released today. Which you got me these earrings that I've been wearing as a statement piece. And actually tons of people have asked me about them. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Like uh, everywhere I go, they're like my attention piece. So they're a golden snake. And you wrote about snakes, which seems so random. It does. I know. We, neither one of us are snake owners. But tell me the story of what piqued your interest into learning about snakes and then writing about snakes and buying snake jewelry. <laughs> Oh, just the the image of a snake and it shedding has come into my mind in the last, I don't know, couple, probably the last year especially. Yeah, we started talking about it a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've just been talking about feeling like I'm outgrowing things. And so the image of like a snake really started coming into my mind of how they shed their skin. And I feel like they that image just kept coming up even in like my I have three boys and so they get nature magazines in the mail all the time and one of them that came in the mail over Christmas was like all about animals that shed their skin like reptilian animals and even spiders and things and so I just started like deep diving into like chat rooms (laughs) randomly about oh careful now (laughs) snakes and snake owners and like what what happens when a snake sheds its skin because it opened up my imagination to like, I I almost like I can identify with like this constricting feeling of outgrowing something and not knowing what to do with it. And then you'd like go through this process of like getting out of that skin and then like needing this space of like to recover and you're kind of sensitive and like don't really want to be touched. And, but you're like glittering and beautiful. Like I just had this, image in my mind and so I went into these chat rooms and started just like looking well hang on just a second um the cookies are still cooling so you yeah you learned some things on the websites you've been deep diving into which is actually you were probably that's how datelines are made actually (laughs) I was like reading different Snake like, owner websites. Like if I was a snake owner, which I am not, what I would ask a veterinarian or I was watching YouTube videos or things like, are they sensitive after they shed their skin? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that process like? And it was just really interesting to find out that, like, it is kind of a long process and it takes, like, you know, I mean, I'm not a snake owner and I'm not a, you know, don't not a veterinarian or anything, but what I've learned was just really eye-opening as far as, like, they get really dull and they like also like have this shell that comes over their eyes and they can't see very well. So they get, um, they find this like private kind of safe place where they can shed their skin because it's a real, a time of vulnerability too, where 
you can't see and it's like essential to their survival really to like they have to get out of their skin they're growing and then they also have to be able to see to defend themselves to feed all of those things and so once they come out of their skin there's like this period where they they're tired they haven't like fed or anything like that and so they need to like rest and they need to be fed and you know, as the owners, it's like, you're supposed to leave them alone, you're not supposed to touch them and give them this space. And to me, I'm like, that just represents outgrowing skin and how painful and hard that can be. Mm -hmm. Like, just personally on your personal journey, you know, and how it it does kind of like, it's hard to see. But then once you come out the other side, the perspective you have, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. this space, too, of when you do outgrow some things and you realize I cannot fit myself back into whatever that was that I was. There's no going back. There's no going back. You can't get back in there. And it represented some things and it's fragile and it's beautiful. I can't go back, though. Mm -hmm. But you also are like kind of like you're glittering, you're beautiful, You've outgrown some things, but you're really sensitive. Yeah. And like, don't touch me. I kind of yeah. need some space. I have to process some things. Right. You know? Oh, my gosh. It's like I relate so much to to feeling like I've outgrown, I've outgrown certain places and things in my life. And it's like, yeah, it's beautiful. But at the same time, you're exhausted mm-hmm. and you're raw and tender. Yeah. And that, you don't stay that way forever. You know, you get kind of acclimated to exactly. like, hey... Things are not the way they were before. And that was really scary. But I am going to make it. And then I'm going to probably have to readjust again. Yeah. But I think everyone, especially right now, can point to a couple of big moments in their life where they had to kind of step off the cliff and hope that the parachute appeared on the way down. <laughs> and yeah. that kind of feels... And sometimes shedding your skin feels slow. But you know what's happening. Like, this isn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. I cannot keep going this way. And sometimes it's really good things. Really, I mean, I remember even when we had our first baby and being like, I wanted a baby so bad and I was so excited. But just going from people who didn't have any kids (laughs) (laughs) and doing whatever we wanted to a person with a kid and being like, this is really painful. I kind of had to like grieve my like uh, autonomy for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though it was like really good. But um, I love that analogy. I love that you researched yeah. it and it all checks out. I relate so much to the fact that their eyes get cloudy. Yes. And they're like, I can't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's why when I saw those earrings, I was like, we've been talking about this. This is like our thing. We need to be like the snake that outgrows mm-hmm. its skin and continues to yeah. like outgrow well it feels like this big brave step but honestly you don't have a choice no. like they are made it is like wrong and it defies nature and it's unhealthy to stay in dead mm-hmm. old dull skin so it's like i mean we i don't know why we think we're gonna be healthy and okay if if everything remains as it always has been you know yeah. like and tough it out <laughs> Yeah, like, keep it going. This is how it has to be. So I don't know. I think going in, so the sale is so soon. When is it going to be? It's next weekend. 
Wow. Not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend. Well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So I think going into it, uh, do you need to get, we are making cookies. So go get those cookies. cookies. (laughs) Going into this week, um, also, I want to challenge the people that come and then those of us that are there in spirit and can't make it this time. Just like spend some time thinking of a few things that like really don't fit anymore and you can't unknow it and you can't go back to the way things were and maybe something you know has to change but it's like it's it's hurting even though you know it has to happen so like you know we can sit with you in the that time we can we understand that like you do need some space and that it's really tender Mm -hmm. and so we hope to be a support um, for anyone who's kind of going through that shedding of their skin and and kind of bringing out, drying out, and helping them recognize the beauty in it. Yeah. I love that you said also you didn't include this in your um, newsletter, but you told me that snakes can um, scar their new skin just yeah. because it's such a kind of a brutal process. So now they have this like beautiful new shiny skin with a few scars and cuts From on it. From the process of growth. Yeah. 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 And um, that will preach. Right. Um, so we are firming up the details tonight, making up the menu, making mm-hmm. our shopping list. We are... We've got some swag that came in the mail, and it is so beautiful. Yeah, we're really excited. Making cookies. We postponed our feast last week because you were on death's doorstep. I didn't want to give everybody this wretched cold. <laughs> didn't didn't uh. want to cook a love feast with that going on. No kidding. Um, but we'll postpone it, and then we'll we'll cook with our friends when we come home. Um, you shared a really beautiful picture. Can you describe the the painting that you shared on there? Yes. Um, I have to look up the artist because he was new to me, but he's a Russian artist, and I know he painted it in the late nineteen fifties. So let me look it up really quick. Um. It's called A Warm Day by Anatoly P. Levitin. And the picture is just, from the artist's perspective, he he's painted this girl that's sitting in a windowsill. And you can't see her face. You can just see the outline of the side of her face. But she's turned and looking out over this big open window. And it's a, a beautiful, like, probably spring day. And what has happened in the picture is she's mopped herself into a corner. And so there's this mop bucket and this dirty rag. And she's kicked off her shoes and she's barefoot. And she's taken off her blouse and she just has this little like camisole on. And so she's bare-shouldered and just looking out over onto something. where You can kind of see like the top of, you know, rooftops. But what struck me is that you know, on an actual, like, physical level, I've done this, where I've mopped myself into a corner and then been so irritated that I didn't think about it and then had to sit there and wait and, like, just watch the floor dry. And then it made me think of it from just a life perspective of when we do this, where we mop ourselves into corners or paint ourselves into corners and don't know what to do and we just have this time of where we can't 
move forward with anything. We just kind of have to stand there. But I like that what she did was take off her shoes and take off her shirt and sit in the sun. And you can't see what she's looking at. But you just from looking at the painting, you can tell like beauty is finding her. Mm -hmm. And there's like a breeze coming in and moving her skirt. Mm -hmm. And there's something, there's something that is like capturing her attention right now beyond the mundane and what's in front of her. And yeah. Anyway. It's really, it's beautiful. You knocked it out of the park this time. You're writing. So um, tell everyone where they can subscribe. Um, On Instagram, if you go to our profile on our link tree, it will say our Sela newsletter. Or if you go over to Substack, we're at Amanda and Lou newsletter. So you shared your grandma's... um, artichoke recipe yes your family does artichokes right they were my first introduction to artichokes and like the best so and your grandma uh, you just celebrated her life last Mm -hmm. week and so that was a really special recipe it made me smile I was like oh I remember the her artichoke recipe when I was a kid so yeah, um, and it's springtime, and the artichokes are really good right now, so it's the time of year, and it's such a simple recipe, and it's so easy. Yeah, I love that. <coughs> um, all right, so let's wrap this up with one thing that you're loving this week, or last couple weeks, since we haven't talked in a while. Um, well, we've been on a, a long road trip, and so just... Driving down the coast was amazing, and that was one thing that I've loved. But there's always this thing about, like, getting home that feels so good. Like, oh, I just want to be home and in my bed. And I thought I would love that, but when you're sick and you can't go anywhere for, like, a week, the one thing that I'm really loving is the chance to, like, get outside in this um, moody June weather. We have just like dark gray skies and then the hills are like emerald green right now and Mm. all of the lilacs are blooming and lilacs please tell me jesus smells like lilacs because it's the best best. smell ever yeah and so yesterday i took like my little garden shears and just walked all in my vicinity of neighborhood for any rogue lilac trees that nobody would notice if i just like snipped here a few off here and there Mm -hmm. and filled my little floral woven basket that Mm -hmm. you gave me and filled it with all sorts of blooming flowers and that's what I'm loving right now that's a good pro tip bring in little clippers on your walk seriously yeah yeah let's stuff them in your yoga pants or in your little jacket pocket you never know yeah (laughs) I feel like I would run the risk of a serious accident but it might be worth it also it could be a weapon if you that's true (laughs) Just in case. Yes, I defend my honor. I like that. Um, well, I'm going to try that. Okay, something I've been loving this week. Hmm. Yeah, how green everything is. Everything is bright green, and that's been life-changing for me. Mushrooms, probably. What? Mushrooms, probably. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's it. That's there it, it is. Thank you. My brain is going blank. We need a... Hall on morels yes we mushroom hunted and i was 
pretty proud of myself. I was channeling my dad and I kept kind of reading the forest and being like, okay, that's that right there. That like little area. That's right. That's got to be. There's some fur. Yeah. (laughs) There's got to be some fungus in there. (laughs) But I could kind of read this, the forest and I reminded myself of my dad because he could always do that. And we were finding them. We were just hauling them in. Just and then so we made, uh, we sautéed them in butter and garlic, and then made like pasta, just like butter noodles with them, mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous. I wish, I wish I was well enough to have participated in that. Yeah, I pretty much was nothing, backstroking in that. In that. Yeah, there's nothing like. I don't know. They just taste like the forest. They're amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're so good. That was good, and we. We listen to really beautiful music. I've been loving just kind of instrumental music. Uh, too many words are like overwhelming my soul right now. Yeah. So just like a lot of instrumental and jazz um, on our drives and Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> my son. I'm into it. I can't Why? stop. I, I hate it, it so much. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, I'm all over the place. My, okay, so on our trip, my son played Machine Gun Kelly so much, and then I I would swing hard and over and over again play The Head in the Hearts, Rivers and Roads, because I felt oh, like yeah. this is like my grandma. It's just like mm, Rivers and mm. Roads to get to her. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful so song. So it was like obnoxious punk music and rivers and roads. Yeah, you guys are just dueling it, <laughs> it out. Was. I am, I have like a mom and a teenager at war inside of me. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm always sorry. dealing with. I love it. Who's going to win? Yeah, probably no one. <laughs> it's a lose-lose in there. <laughs> well, we've got some cookies to eat. So thanks for talking and we will um, keep you guys all posted and updated. We'll be talking through the Salem next week. We'll probably record up there. So let's do it. All right.